can we just go ahead and have the, the main scripture tonight? Uh, Revelations 22:16, I believe it is. I should know. I wrote it down. I can't see anything. Hold on. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to you. Obviously, this is Revelation, so this is, this is Jesus speaking to John. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to you, this testimony, to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. When Laura gave, the, gave me these scriptures, I looked at them, I was like, yeah, sure, how am I going to preach out of that? Pretty much self-explanatory. And then I begin to look at it, and I begin to pray, and I begin to ask the Lord, and I just begin to see root, offspring, bright morning star. As I begin to look at those words, I begin to see everything that he has for us, I believe, here tonight. It's actually probably the most notes I've ever written for a message. So if it sounds weird to my new normal, that's probably why. But it, it was something that just began to birth in me this reality. That he was the root, he is the offspring, and he is the bright morning star. And the truth is, and I'm going to work forward to go backwards, but we should be rooted and grounded in salvation. We should act as offspring of the Most High God, and we definitely should shine as Jesus shone on earth. And I'm going to go through each one of these. I got a lot. There's a lot of scriptures. Most of them are short. But I just wanted to use it to paint a picture that God just showed me. I don't know how to explain it other than that. And, and this fact that Jesus was the root. If you go to Revelations 13, 8. Um, All inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast. All whose names have not been written in the book of life, belonging to the lamb that was slain from the creation of the world. The root, Jesus was the root. He was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. He's the, the offspring of David, but he was where David came from because all of us are his creation. We began in him and we will finish in him. And some of us may finish separated from him. Oops. But there's this reality where Jesus, Jesus was, he was there at the beginning. If you go to John, can I have John 1, uh, verse 1 through 3. Most of you could quote most of these scriptures by heart. In the beginning was the word. Jesus is the word. He was there in the beginning. He is the root. He is, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all, not some, all things were made. Without him, without him, nothing was made that has been made. Nothing that we see, taste, touch, or smell, no human being on earth, no animal we've laid eyes on, nothing has been made without him. Beginning of the word, Genesis, in the beginning, God created. Jesus was there, his plan was there, salvation was there, rooted in the beginning of all of us. And I got actually really excited as I began to see what God was saying to me. Nothing was made. Nothing. Sometimes I think we get this convoluted idea like that we make stuff happen. 
We get to walk in what he's planned for us in obedience to him or not. But he had stuff planned from the beginning. Nothing was made without him. Nothing was made without him. It makes me kind of wonder why we so, time, so oftentimes try and function then without him. If nothing was made without him, why do we try and function devoid of the life source that made everything from the beginning? Jesus was the plan. Salvation was the plan. For the sake of the word God's placed in my heart for tonight, I want you to equate two things together. Root, salvation. Just bear with me. Lord, you can fix my theology later if it's off, but it's just what God gave me. So when you hear the rest of the evening, that word root, I want you to think salvation. Salvation was a plan from the beginning. Salvation came from the very beginning. Yes, there was a walk. Yes, there was a journey. Yes, there's some of us even today. Sometimes we have questions. Why did you wait so long? The closer I get with God, the more I realize we, he had to wait long. He, he had no choice but to wait long. He had to establish his word. And when his word didn't fail, but the people failed his word, the law, then he sent his son. It had to be devoid of life. It was devoid of the root. It was devoid of salvation. Except the word. He is the root. The word is the root. In the beginning was the word. He was the root. Salvation was from the very beginning. You were his plan. We were his plan. Salvation was his plan. Drawing his children unto himself was his plan. He had to allow the fall to happen. Man had to have free will to choose because perfect love, unconditional, perfect love, the love that never dies, never ceases to stop, and never quits is an unconditional love. And it only comes by free will. Salvation was always the plan from the beginning. Salvation was the root. I wrote in my notes here, Jesus was always the plan written. He was always the plan written. He came to fulfill the law, not do away with it. The very words that was given to Moses was Jesus in stone tablet form to come. You know, the, uh, if you go back to Revelation 13, could you do that, 13.8? If you go back there, there's something that really stuck out to me. I re was really curious. It says, all whose names have not been written in the book of life. And it just kind of piqued my curiosity. And I begin to look like, when did the book of life actually first get mentioned in the Bible? Does anybody know? It's actually Moses. And I didn't give you these scriptures. I'm not going to read them. But in Moses chapter, thir Moses chapter 32, <laughs> Exodus chapter 32, Moses is coming down from the Mount of Sinai. The golden calf has been made. We're with our Bible stories. Are you with me? So, so Moses is descending from on high, shining with glory, covered with veiled face, with the word. And he comes down and he sees this golden calf. And yeah, I'm going to read it. Sorry, just give me one second. I got it marked here. It says, Then Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh, these people have committed a great sin. Right? They build the golden calf, a false image, a false God. 
They've committed a great sin and have made for themselves a God of gold. Yet now, if you will forgive their, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, I pray, blot me. Moses didn't say blot them. He said blot me. He just spent time in the glory of God to the point his face shone like the sun. He was in God's glory and he didn't say blot them who are saints, who are sinners. He said blot me out of your book which you have written. That's the first mention in the Bible that I found of the book of life. Then it continues on. And the Lord said to Moses, this is what God's response was. Anyone who has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. Now, actually, you know what? Now, therefore, go lead the people to the place of which I have spoken to you. When we receive the root, when we receive salvation, our name is written in the book of life, but it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. If it ended there, honestly, in my opinion, and it's totally wrong, half the time, I'm like 75%, give or take how my wife agrees with me or not. <laughs> but in my opinion, if it was only about the root, when I said, Jesus be Lord of my life, I'm gone. If it was just about salvation, if it was just about the root, which it is, but it isn't, but it is. I had to throw Lori in here with me. It, it is about the root, but it's not about the root, but it is about the root. It's about the root because salvation was the plan from the beginning. Jesus is the root, but it's not about the root because we are given something afterwards. Go lead them into the place I've given you. What did he give them? The promised land. When I begin to see this, I, I begin to realize God is, first off, absolutely incredibly amazing. And then I begin to realize that there's a whole lot left to do. And so I want to move on to the offspring bit. Now, for the sake, again, of this conversation, every time we talk about the word offspring this evening, root salvation, offspring, spirit. Okay? And by just saying that, some of you may know where this is going, but offspring, spirit. Now let's look at the actual offspring. If you go to Matthew 1, you don't have to go there. Basically, it's the genealogy of Jesus in the natural. How did he get here? Right? The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. He's the root and the offspring of who? David. Mm-hmm. Matthew, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Bel- a lot of begots. I always thought it was cool that Jacob showed up again right before Joseph and the Jesus, even though Joseph's not his real father. Anyway, genealogy of Jesus. Genealogy of Jesus. Offspring. John 3, verse 5. I'll just read it up there. You got that one? Look at him go. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. No one can, no, no one, not some, not anyone, maybe a lucky one or two. No, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. 
spirit, offspring. When you're born again, when, when you receive the root, you also then become the offspring. So you're not just now rooted and grounded in Christ Jesus, a.k.a. my salvation. Now I've also immediately stepped into offspring. I've immediately gone from root salvation into offspring. I don't lose the root just because I'm the offspring. Oftentimes we like to be the root or we like to be the offspring. We don't like to be both. We got to be rooted in the word of God, rooted in prayer, rooted in worship, rooted in, in, in taking ourselves before him daily, moment after moment, second after second. But then we also have to be offspring. We have to go ye therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have to be both. He didn't just come to set us free in salvation. He came to bore us again by yielding up his spirit that we may now be sealed with his Holy Spirit. I'm getting excited. I better calm down. We're sealed with his Holy Spirit. I got a little ways to go. I got to calm down. I was just getting... We become born again. We're not born again in the flesh. Remember Nicodemus? Nicodemus is like, Jesus, hold on here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what? Born again? Yeah, born again. Born of the Spirit. Can't go back into my mother's womb, that whole conversation. We're born again. And if we're the offspring, then can we go to Romans chapter 8, verse 14 through 16? A little bit of Bible Olympics tonight. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are what? Sons of God, daughters, sons, daughters of God. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God, for you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. Happy Father's Day. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. We're born again in the Spirit, given the Spirit to witness with our spirit to walk things out. I know that sounds... Like a lot of spirit stuff. Simple terms. When you receive the root, salvation, you're born again. And I know a lot of you guys know this. I'm going somewhere. Hang with me. You're born again. Born of the spirit. To now be led by the flesh. So that you can do what you think is right. So that you can look good in the eyes of God. No? Then why do we operate that way so many times? We receive the root, the salvation of God, to then step into being the offspring of God so that we can be led by the Spirit of God. And I was even just now about to say, and it doesn't happen overnight necessarily, it's a, it's a walking a thing out. Yes, absolutely it is, but it's starting to be an excuse. Oh, I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm just a work in progress. No, you are there yet. Just do it. <laughs> the Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's offspring. We are His offspring. What's interesting about offspring, and I, and I love the fact that uh, Charlene's family's here all the way from New York. She's 
her father and her mother's offspring in the natural. And by that, she carries their what? DNA. When we're born again, when we receive the root, when we receive salvation, we then become offspring. And us as offspring should carry the DNA of our flesh because look at all the gifts and talents I have. I was great at basketball. I was a nuclear engineer. Look at me go. No. I receive salvation, born of the Spirit into offspring, so that I may lead the people into the promised land. I used to think that is maybe a prideful statement. But the truth of the matter is that's what God's called us to do. He's called us to be Him here. And we don't do it in our own strength. We can't. We try. God knows I've tried. But we can't. We can do a lot of things. Let me be honest with you. We, we can do a lot of things. I have a lot of my own strength, but eventually I run out. Actually, the older I get, the less of my own strength I have. That's a different conversation. But the truth is, some of us are really strong. Some of us aren't as strong. But neither one of us could do anything without him. And by anything, I mean anything that carries the imprint of the DNA as we should as offspring. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, a life-giving spirit. What have we become? So if we are born again, if we, if we are in the root, if we are in salvation and we are in the offspring, because we are the offspring, we just read, we're, we're the sons, we're the daughters of God. We carry his DNA, not the DNA of the natural body, the DNA of the spirit realm. We're spirit, we're born again of the spirit. And we should also maybe be what? Life-giving, perhaps? We're not just... This is what I love about what God did. We're not just the church. We're the body. Whose body? Christ. So it's actually his DNA in the spirit running through us so that we also are of the same spirit that can give life to others. Now, I'm not saying that we're salvation to others. But when you show up, how do you show up? If you show up at a party, if you show up at a friend's house, if you show up at work, what are you carrying with you? Who are you? Are you carrying the flesh, the drudgery of the day? I've got to make it through my eight hours or whatever your hours are or not hours are. are. Are you showing up in that DNA or are you showing up in the spirit of God? Like, yeah, I've got work to do. Who cares? I'm a child of God and wherever I go, I know there's hurting people. Am I going to bring the life of God with me or am I going to be lifeless? Because I haven't made it yet. Because I'm still a work in progress. You see the difference between the two. They look very similar, but they're not the same. The similitude would be us in Jesus as an imprinted DNA as his. 
giving life everywhere we go, being a smile if we need to, being a shoulder to cry on if we need to, speaking the truth in a world that hates truth. No one said it'd be easy. In fact, Jesus warned all of us, this is not going to be easy. You will be reviled and persecuted for my name's sake. Not you might. You will be. That sometimes challenges me, and I'm not going to say, don't let it challenge you. Take it how you want. But that challenges me sometimes. Because sometimes it seems really easy. And I wonder, Lord, is that you or is that me? Have I missed something? I don't let it condemn me, but I do let it drive me back to his feet. Because I've got to ask the question. We behold the glory of God. We behold the glory of God. Can you go to 2 Corinthians? Uh, did I give you that one? Chapter 13, verse 3, 17 through 18. <laughs> now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord, there is bondage. <laughs> Freedom. Amen. So stop being bound. <laughs> and we who with... With what? So why do you walk around trying to look like you instead of him? I do it. Sometimes I want to be in my mess. Sometimes I want to feel bad for myself. Sometimes I just want to go in a hidey hole and throw a blanket over my head and watch a movie and disappear for a minute. I'm just being honest. Sometimes I want to do that. Should I? I should be shining as he shines. I should be allowing myself to be consumed by him. I should be allowing myself in the moments that I want to veil my face, to intentionally unveil my face and get out there and go do whatever he's called me to do. Even if that means be alone and pray. Netflix is not a God. Now, Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. You know what I love about this? And this will transition us into the last bit. But what I love about this is that we, with unveiled faces, reflect His glory. If I went back to the Old Testament, back to Moses, back to coming down, he had to wear a veil because the people couldn't look on his face. That's how glorious he was. When's the last time you looked on yourself and realized that's how glorious you are in him? Because he chose to send his son to die for you so that you become offspring and have the same access. Are being transformed into his likeness with ever, I love this part, ever increasing glory. Ever increasing glory. Ever increasing, not decreasing, ever increasing, ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Ever increasing. That means that on those moments when I feel like I'm decreasing, on those moments where I feel like maybe I'm not hearing from God, on those moments where it's like, yeah, maybe I've made a few mistakes along the way, you are ever increasing glory. Effectively, in, in the NJD 
V, which is the new Jared Dorsch version, you are ever increasing in the brightness of the light that he's given you to shine with. John 1, 4 and 5. Remember, actually, let's go. Can we go back to the original verse, 20, Revelations 22, before we go back to John? I just want to read it again. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. Now John 1, 4 through 5. Remember John 1, 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, right? He was the root. He was also the offspring. And the offspring led us to being a bright morning star. In Him was life, offspring. And that life was the light, bright morning star of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. I love this bit. Jesus is the light. And if you are his DNA, you also are the light. You are the light to shine in a dark place. If you want that confirmed, let's go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 and 16. These are just a few of the many scriptures that call you the light. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your... Whose? Let yours. Say mine. Let my light shine before men that they may see my good deeds and praise my Father in heaven. Jesus is the bright morning star. Jesus, the root and the offspring, is also the light that shines in the dark place. And what I love about this is he said you're ever increasing glory, ever increasing glory, shining brighter and brighter into the coming day when he comes again. Our job, our duty, whether we honestly like it or not. He's not going to change his word to befit your circumstances. He's given you his word so that you can look like him. In the image he gave you through his spirit. So we have the root, salvation. We have the offspring, born in the spirit. And we have the bright morning star. You. Does anyone know who's speaking here? It's Jesus. Looks at vicar. Vicar looks at him says, Jesus is always the answer when a vicar asks you the question. I'm not the vicar, but I'll do for now. Preacher. Jesus said that. Jesus said you, Roy, are the light, not in the world, of the world. If everyone else shut down, you'd still be a light. If everyone else around you disappears, you'd still be the light. And in fact, when you're alone and feeling in a dark place, guess who's the light? You. Stop feeling like you're in darkness. You are the light. Remind yourself of this. Don't ever forget it. And yeah, we want to forget it. I, I used to be like, wow, well, we have short-term memory. We're human. We're weak. Blah, 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 blah. That wasn't tongues. I was just saying blah. Trust me. Yeah. I've got more excuses than the blades of grass probably outside. We all make Excuses because we don't want to be who he's called us to be because we want to be okay just being a root. 
I'm okay with salvation. Thank you, Jesus. That'll be enough. How many times, even as believers, do we do that? How many times, even as believers, are we called to shine and think that we can do it in our own strength? Look at what I've done. I've been, I'm a missionary. We've got projects literally globally already in just a span of a couple years. If I wanted to, I could be, look at what we're doing, which I kind of do, but I, it's not for that reason. I kind of have to let people know what we're doing. Which is a very humbling place. Can I just be honest with you? As a missionary, that's the hardest place to be in. Because you actually have to tell people and sell the vision, but you can't sell the vision that you're doing as it's you, it's his, but you're in it and he gave it to you, so you got to steward it. And it's like, ah! But can I just encourage you, if you're someone in that place, just be a light just be humble enough to say, this is what he has me doing, but I can't do it without him. And that's the truth. Yes. There's not a single thing I can do without him as a missionary. I don't even know what, well, I do know what the next couple weeks brings. We got tickets for some of that. But in general, I don't even know what tomorrow brings. But I have to remind myself. Is there a scripture? You don't have it. I didn't give it to you. Um, where David had to stir himself up. He had to encourage himself. You remember that? I think it's in Psalms. It talks about it. Or somewhere else. It talks about stirring himself up. You know what I think about when I do that? When I think about like the vision of what God gives me. is It's like being at a, at a nightclub with disco lights going on and off. It's like we got to turn our light off on and off and off. And like shake our brains into realizing that we weren't just the root. And that we're not just offspring. But we've got something to do, which is to be a light yeah. in a dark place. Yeah. Funny thing about Moses, when it said that to lead my people into the land in which I've given you, into the promised land, there's, that's an order. And you're not called to be a light unless there's darkness. And it's not just that darkness can't see you, it's it doesn't understand you. If you actually go back to John, at the end of that, it says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness doesn't. My version says comprehend. That says understand. Same thing. It doesn't say it can't see. That's why you have to shine. Don't minimize what God's put in you. Don't ever minimize what he's done in you. And, and, and minimize it by accepting the reality of, oh, I'm just struggling through this. Or, oh, I just, I got to get with that. You know what? The truth is, God's given me something to do. And I'm having a hard time facing the reality that I've got to finish it. But I've got to finish it. And it doesn't matter how I feel. Because if I wait long enough, he will use somebody else. Because it's his plan to be accomplished on this earth, not the plan of Jared Dorsch. I have a plan. I've got, a, I've got an idea how to, you know, maybe you're one of these type of people that has a, like, I'm, I'm, I'm saving up for this to give an inheritance to my children. That's biblical. That's okay. But when that's the identity, not shining in a dark place, we got our wires crossed. And we'll spend the rest of our lives performing to the transformation that I'm going to go from darkness to darkness, actually, not glory to glory. Jesus came. He's the root. He's the offspring. He's a bright morning star. I'm bringing it to close here shortly. I wrote a couple of things in my notes. I'm just, I just want to read them. 
I think they, this is words, yeah, whatever. Can't shine in own strength. Quotation marks, high, no, parentheses, confusion, pride. We've got to face those things, take authority over them, and just be done with them. Stop letting them be something. If it's done and you agree with it being done, let it be done. And if it pops up, take captive the thought and put it back to the feet of Jesus. Stop being like, well, I need delivered from this again. Yes, no. Yes, keep getting prayer. Yes, keep getting going through those things. But no, it's done. When he said it was finished at the cross, it was actually finished then, not now. We're just agreeing with what he's already done. It's almost like we're agreeing with the DNA of being an offspring <laughs> from the root of salvation set before the foundation of the earth. <laughs> the other thing I wrote down, if the world seemed dark around you, if circumstances seem dark around you, shine brighter. I just mean that as an absolute encouragement to you. That's what the scripture said we read a little bit ago. Ever increasing glory. Just shine brighter. If it feels dark around, shine brighter. Get in worship. Get in music. Call some friends. Have some prayer. Worship together. Do whatever you got. It should be willing. You should be willing to exhaust yourself to the resources until you get in the space that you know his presence is with you no matter how dark it is. Because you know what happens when you shine your light brighter? I don't know if you've ever done this. If I turn off the light, it's dark. Don't turn it off. Just be who you're called to be in him. Eliminate your own excuses. Now I'm about to bring it home. I literally wrote this. Eliminate excuses. Persist. Oh, there you go. Eliminate excuses because they persist in your flesh. And if you remember where we started, we started in salvation, not in flesh. And we walk in being an offspring, still in the spirit, not in flesh. And we will shine bright in the spirit, not in the flesh. Eliminate your own excuses. When I spent time in the military, I had to eliminate my own excuses. In that scenario, I had no choice. I actually don't know why, not in the military, we think we still have a choice. Last I checked, we're called to the army of the Lord. We're called to stand with a shield of faith, a sword of the spirit, breastplate. Doesn't sound like you're uh, a patsy sitting at a bench waiting for something to happen. Kind of sounds like you're equipped and armed, ready to take a fight to an enemy that's trying to confuse the world around you. That's right. I just got to finish giving you what God gave me. And then I have no idea what's going to happen. We'll worship. But I just can we just be honest with God? Can we just maybe we need to write them down? I don't know. Whatever you've got to do to make it real to you, go home if you got to do it now while we worship. I don't care. Write down every excuse that you have to not do what He's called you to do. To not be just a root. To be an offspring to be a bright morning star. Confront it. Confront it with a friend. Confront it with your vicar. Confront it with the prayer triplet. Confront it with your wife, your husband. Confront it with your parents. Confront it with your siblings. Confront it with your friends. Go after this stuff. 
Because for us to shine brighter and brighter, yes, that's singular, but it's also body. It's us together. It's you, yes. It's them, yes. It's us, yes. It's both and. It's not just one. It's both and. It always was both and. It was always Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's all three. And if you look at this scripture, it's actually root, offspring, bright morning star. Three. I know this is going to sound weird, but can you play for a second? Because there's two statements I have left to read. There's two statements I have to, left to read. And I wrote them down and I didn't want to. But when God gave them to me, they impacted me. So I'm just going to give them to you. If they fall flat, I don't care. Don't listen to them. It's just what God gave me. But it really stuck with me this week. And I struggled with this word. I had to fight, I had to war, I had to pray. It didn't come easy. And when I begin to see it, I just heard a term that your brother actually said to me. They said, redeem, ask God to redeem the time. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how much you think you've wasted. I don't care how many times you sit in a service and feel convicted and feel... Uh, encouraged by God or whatever the case may be. I don't care how many times you've got to go through that. Know that he's trying to get you to a place, that he wants to bring you to a place. He wants to show you where he's already taken you. And we're the ones that muck it up a bit. We get in the way. Our flesh gets in the way. Let's eliminate the excuses, but then go to God. Lord, redeem the time in my life. When I gave my life, when I really surrendered my heart to God at 28 years old, that was only 11 years ago. I gave it to God and, and my pastor, Roy's brother, Vaughn, he said, he looked at me dead in the eyes, the large man that he was, and he said, just ask God to redeem the time. You wasted 28 years. And you know what? That may offend a lot of people. But to me, I was like, yeah, you're right. I wasted a lot of time on myself. I wasted a lot of time on my own excuses. I wasted a lot of time on my own, on my own agenda, on my own plan. And this is how I'm going to get there. I still got to fight with that now. But I take the thought captive. I take it to the obedience and knowledge of Christ. And if I can't do it on my own, I talk to my wife. She corrects me. Hey, he gave her to me for a reason. To encourage me, to love me, to correct me when I need it. I got to humble myself to be able to hear it. Which is what we got to do with him. We have to humble ourselves before the Father. So that we can hear what he wants to say. And do what he wants to do. This is what I wrote next to this. This came straight from the... When God spoke this to me, I just knew it was him because I'm not that smart. And he said, redeem the time we squandered. He never grew tired as... He never grew tired of us. So why do we act tired towards him? I begin to realize every time in my life that I came up with an excuse. I talked to God. I was like, oh, I'm tired. I can't, I can't do it anymore. I don't have any strength left. And I saw Jesus on the cross and I saw the... This came to me this week and I've seen it many times, but it just hit me again. So I want to... 
I'm not trying to drag this on, but I got to. I saw Jesus and I saw the stripes on his back and I saw the thorns in his head and I saw the nails in his hands and his feet and I saw the spear pierce his side and I was like, he showed me me. Because all those lashes, the thorns, the abuse, the hate, the spitting, the stoning, the blood, I deserve that. Humanity deserves that. Doesn't matter how good we think we are, we deserve it. He never got tired of us. So let's no longer act tired towards Him. And don't wait for someone else. We should be. Don't wait for someone else to show up and preach the gospel to someone. Don't wait for someone else to show up at work to tell your coworkers about Jesus. Be the light. Be the light in your church. Let's be honest. Churches, we're people. We're filled with people. We have ups, we have downs. Be the light. No matter where you go. What I loved about Revelations, and I'll give it over to you, is that it said, I am the root and offspring of David. The bright morning star. If you know him, you have the root. If you follow him, you are an offspring. So it's time to shine. Let your light shine. Can I just have you guys close your eyes for a minute? Let your light shine. And let it shine bright until the day God calls you home or he comes again. He is the root. He is the offspring. He is the bright morning star.